0: You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjax.com. A few weeks ago, I exaggerated and I said something. I didn't exaggerate, I accidentally said something that I didn't mean to say. And, um, and I tend to do that at times because there's this thing in me when it comes to our church that I believe so much in my heart, and it's this truth, that if you hang around long enough, Jesus will heal you, okay? We heard testimonies about that today. If you hang, it might not be how you think you're gonna be healed, it might not be physically healed, but what we know is that if you hang around long enough or orbit orbit around Jesus, he will always move towards you, always. It's, it's, the, it's the character, it's the nature of God, okay? However, in that same phrase, I also said that you will speak in tongues. I didn't mean to say that. That is not biblical, and I ask for, your, I ask for you to forgive me for that because I'm sure that, that was discouraging to some of you who have been hanging around a long time wanting to receive that gift, and you haven't. I unfortunately, and for your good, do not control the work and the power of the Spirit. All of the gifts of the Spirit come and go at His desire to whom He pleases. And so if you heard that, then you are among the few that I deceived, and I am sorry. But there is this thing in me that wants us to remember, more importantly, more than anything, that that we are on this journey of freedom together as a church. And that we are, and that journey of freedom begins with Jesus and ends with Jesus, okay, And our life and experiencing him in our life. Last night in worship, from six to eight, we were worshiping and we're singing all these amazing songs. And then towards the end, we started singing about the power of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the work of Jesus Christ. And the room erupted. I mean, people could not not respond, and people just started dancing and raising their hands, and people that don't dance were dancing, people who don't jump and go for it were going for it, and a response to the work of Jesus Christ and the freedom that they had experienced. That's the only reason they would have done that, because they look silly. I know I look silly when I dance. Now, last night I hurt my knee and I couldn't dance. I was in my chair like doing a sit down dance and stuff and, and, and I felt silly still. But the only reason we extend ourselves in worship like that is because we've experienced the truth that we're singing about. Only experience brings transformation. Only, only when we experience the freedom of Christ will we believe that Christ has died to bring us Freedom. We can think it here, but when we experience it, that's what causes us to worship and to respond, and that's what's so exciting. However, for whatever reason, left into ourselves, we will revert back to working under the law. The very thing that Christ has freed us from, love of the world, trying to be good, trying to impress other people, trying to earn enough money so that we feel safe and comfortable, to look a certain way so that our peers in high school and college and adult life will like us. Working out a certain way so that we have the body that the world tells us we need to have. Trying to find our identity in things other than Christ. We've, even though we've experienced the freedom of Christ, in our nature, in our flesh, is this pulling back that will lead us Back into the very slavery that Christ has died to bring us freedom from. In Galatians 5:1, we're right in the middle of Galatians in the overwhelm series. It's chapter 5, where we hear about the fruit of the Spirit. But the beginning of that chapter, after Paul's talking to the Galatian church about being in slavery like this, the very first verse of chapter 5, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit, submit again to the yoke of slavery. Don't go back. Under that law, don't go back to the identity to find the identity in the things that where you know there's no life. But we struggle with this. We struggle with this. And the world, people who don't know Jesus, obviously really struggle with this. And we're in this overwhelmed series, believing this truth of what Christ teaches us. And that is that in order to bring life, hope, love, joy, peace, and patience to the world, we first have to be overwhelmed. By God's love, joy, peace, and patience. We have to be overwhelmed by God. Well, I will say this this morning. What I want to teach on is a broad kind of spectrum teaching this morning on on this idea that until we are overwhelmed by the Spirit, we will always choose to walk in the flesh. We will always revert back to finding our identity, working for our salvation, trying to be good people, always unless we are in step with the Spirit, unless we are walking with the Spirit. And I want, to show a, I want to show a little clip from, a little clip, a little scripture verse from Ephesians 5, where Paul's talking to the Ephesian church about it, and then in, in, in Galatians 5, he says almost the identical thing in the, in the scripture that we're in. I want to read these right now. This is Ephesians 5. Look carefully then. Look carefully then how you walk, not as wise as, but as unwise. One of the things you're gonna see in both of these scriptures is this, these opposing forces, the spirit and the flesh, being wise and being unwise, okay? Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Debauchery. How do you say that? Church. That's what I thought. And that is debauchery. I don't do that, so I don't know what the word means. You know what I mean? That's... <laughs> I'm glad that those of you who can pronounce it have repented. All right. For that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit. So we have this contrast that Paul's creating. Don't get drunk on wine and be full of debauchery. That's like walking in the flesh. Okay? That's not what you're created for. But be filled with the Spirit. Instead, do this addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making a melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So Paul's saying, careful how you walk, be wise, seek to understand what the will of the Lord is. This is the journey we are on as believers into adolescence, as maturing Christians. This is the journey, he's talking He's calling us into, be wise, watch how you walk. Your behavior matters to God. Your behavior matters to God. But what he's not saying is drinking wine is sinful or evil or bad. That's not what he's saying. That's what we want him to say, because why? We can control that, can't we? We can say, oh, look, that's easy to package. I can do that. I'm holy now. I'm pure now. I'm righteous now. Whoops, those are gifts that come from the Spirit and from God. You can't make yourself those things by stopping the sin in your life. You can't do that. But we'd like to, and so we have masses of people who would love to trumpet and, and, and champion this law, but that's not what Paul's saying here. He's saying don't, get drunk on, don't, don't fall in love with the things of the world that will numb you to the things of the spirit. It's about trusting the world more than we trust God. Be careful, it will numb your heart. He's saying don't get drunk on food. Don't get drunk on sex. Don't get drunk on the world. Don't get drunk on knowledge. Don't get drunk on your family or your children's future. Don't get drunk on the way that you look. Don't get drunk on exercise. Don't get drunk on anything, on anything that will distract you from walking and being led by my spirit. That's what Paul's saying here. Why would Paul say? Because he, he, he's like, Paul's like me. He wants us to experience the freedom that he knows Christ has died to give us. And when we go back to these things, we're putting the yoke of slavery back on us where there is no life. But be filled with the spirit, be wise. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else. Exercise, is a bad? Drinking wine, is not necessarily bad? Having food is necessary? Having children is good. High schoolers are in, or I talk about sex being good too. All things created by God for His glory when it's appropriate. Get drunk on the spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Fill your life with the things of the Spirit and you won't be hungry for the things of the world. But what do we do? We start trying to manage (laughs) the things of the world, not spending the necessary focus and time on pursuing the things of the Spirit. You see, the things of the Spirit we can't do on our own. We can't make ourselves patient. We can't make ourselves love. We can't make ourselves joyful. We can try with these things of the world. But opposite, those are all the things, all the things of the flesh we can do on our own. We can pursue, we can work on. But the things of the Spirit, we can't. And so we just rather manage our sin, the things we can control, as opposed to pursuing the things of the Spirit. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean who wouldn't? Who wouldn't take control and stay in control of the things in our life that we think we have control over, as opposed to obeying what Paul says, be in set with the Spirit. Figure out what the Spirit's doing. Oh, he's like the wind. He's like the wind. Yes, he's like the wind. Well, that's difficult to figure out. Have you ever tried to catch the wind? Have you ever, that's hard. He's supernatural, we're natural. It's much more difficult. It takes time, it takes discipline. Now listen to this, what Paul says in Galatians, surrounding the fruit of the Spirit. It will sound very familiar, this contrasting reality. Is that Leslie Box? Leslie Box, good to see you. Love Leslie Box. I gotta peep the food. <laughs> but I say, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. This is amazing scripture. It's so good. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. These opposing realities, okay? And remember, he's talking to Christians. For the desire of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law anymore. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, um, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. So it's not a complete list. Don't be getting creative in your mind right now. That's not the point. It's not a complete list. I warn you, be wise in how you walk. What he said to Ephesians, I warn you, as I warned you before, like this isn't the first time he's had to warn me because this is a real issue for us. That those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Antley, I just, I, I want to experience the love of God. I want to experience the kingdom of God. I want to do these things. I'm like, well, what's going on in your life? And they unpack this barrage of brokenness and sin and things are going to the world for I'm like, Paul tells us, you will not experience the kingdom of God if you continue living out of the flesh. You can't, you won't. They oppose each other. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. You can't do these things you can't check these off they're gifts they're blessings and those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires if we live by the spirit let us also keep in step with the spirit love that line if we live by the spirit if we're christians we say that the spirit is what drives us then let's keep in step let's make sure we're right along with him whatever way he's going that we're right we're right there with him Works of the flesh oppose, by being led by the Spirit, which lead to experience, experiencing God, which lead to us experiencing, inheriting the kingdom now and forever. Verse 17 says in this Galatians passage, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. We will naturally do what our flesh wants, because we're in the flesh still, even though we're filled with the Spirit. Even if we are Christians, it's why Paul. I'm reminding you again. I'm warning you, as I warned you before. We have this tendency in us. We need to be reminded, and he tells us to pay attention to how you walk, how you live matters to God reflection of what God's doing in your heart. If you want to experience the kingdom, stay in step with the Spirit. Last night, I was talking, we were, after um, soaking, I was talking to maybe the sweetest person I know at River City Church, besides my wife. She was really sweet. She was there with her husband and a few other women, and um, she started to talk. She said, oh yeah, I have to come. I come to as much of this as I can. I have to come. I have to come to this. Because if I don't, I am the biggest biatch in the world. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe, I thought, I can't, I, I mean, this, I never thought that she would say this. This is astonishing. It wrecked me a little bit. I didn't show that to her, but it was like very interesting to me. She says, yeah, my husband tells me this, and he's like not flinching, like, this is truth. <laughs> like, Aunt Lee, she's, she's exposed you to the gospel right now. <laughs> Hang on, Right? And she's telling me, she's like, I have to do these things, I'm the biggest watch in the world. I will not be loving or nice to anyone, no one, because I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And and unless I am filled with the Spirit, I'm filled with God, I will always act like this evil woman. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that is absolutely right. That is the gospel. (laughs) I didn't say that to her but she's here right now and she's hearing it. Mm. <laughs> That's what Paul's getting at here. And, if, and in Ephesians 5, he's saying, if we're not seeking to walk in the Spirit, if we're not seeking to be led by the Spirit in all of our life, we will naturally always choose to walk in the flesh that leads to not experiencing the kingdom of God, that leads to us acting like sinners, that in which we were, under the yoke of slavery. We will always go back there. It is what's familiar to our flesh. And so we have to be intentional to walk in the spirit, to be overwhelmed by the spirit. But the reverse is true as well. If we are walking in the spirit, this is the best part. If we are walking in the spirit and seeking the spirit and being led by the spirit in our life, all of the fruit of the spirit are given to us, okay? I know when you read love, I, I, I'm okay with that. Joy, joy, maybe sometimes. I, I mean, I can't compare it to Virginia McNulty, but I got some joy. <laughs> love, joy, peace. That's hot, that's hot and cold. You know, patience, not when my kids are angry. And we kind of have a checklist when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, don't we? But that's not what, that's not what the Scripture tells us. What the Scripture tells us is that the fruit of the Spirit are like the gifts of the Spirit. When we receive the Holy Spirit, all the gifts are that God wants to pour out when he wants to pour them out are available to us and to him for the glorification of his kingdom when he chooses, is what scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, okay? So all the power of the spirit is available to us as believers because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The same is true when it comes to the fruit of the spirit. When we are in step with the spirit, seeking to be led by the spirit, pursuing a life of the spirit, all the gifts, all the fruit are there. I mean, we have that testimony. I love that testimony. Carmen came up here and she's like, yeah, I was about to give her, you know, I was gonna get back at her with some of that F you fudge and I was gonna throw it back in her face and then I opened my mouth and all I could say was loving and graceful things. Welcome to the Holy Spirit. Welcome to being someone that you were created to be not living under the law anymore. That's what it looks like. That is a great example of what it looks like to be filled with, with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, is that I was doing this, I meant to do this, and this happened. I don't know how. It's not who I am, but it's who Christ is in me. What a, that is a great story of what it looks like. You're welcome. No, seriously, I'm not done. All right. And so as the reverse is true. It's only if we are walking in the Spirit, pursuing the Spirit, a life in the Spirit, that we will experience the fruit of the Spirit. They are gifts, they are blessings, we cannot make them happen, okay? But again, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, we choose to kind of manage our sin instead. Not spend the necessary time pursuing a life in the Spirit. We'd love to focus on the bad notes in our life, we'd love to focus on the the negative things in our life, but we're no longer sinners trying to be saints. We are saints who struggle with sin. And it says this back in Ephesians, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody to the Lord in your heart. When you begin to walk in the Spirit, you begin to sing a song that makes a melody to your Father in heaven. That's a beautiful song. Now, is there a bad note every once in a while? yes. Depending on the season of life you're in, maybe more. If you have more than two children under the age of five, a lot more. But do you think our father in heaven is listening for the bad notes? No, he loves the melody. He loves the stuff of the spirit. Have you ever taken your children to a recital and they're playing? All of my kids, we made play the piano before they did any other instrument. Didn't we? Blake didn't. Blake. It just doesn't fit him, does it? Just doesn't fit. <laughs> He slept on the top bunk this morning. Laura left him accidentally. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. Blake, Blake think the rapture happened this morning. <laughs> <no song> here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we got to stop. I got to finish. It's getting late. You guys are laughing too much at my stuff. All right. But we have, we take our kids to these recitals, right? And they're playing away and they're missing notes all over the map, Right? And they get done with the recital. And what do we say to them? You were amazing. I think you could be a concert pianist. You're brilliant. The way you sat, your posture, your hands, the way you look. It was amazing. Do we mention any of the bad notes? Not a one. Not a one. And if we feel that way towards our parents, would we ever believe that God feels that way towards us when we hit a bum note in our walk with him? Never. He loves the melody that we sing together. He loves the melody of your life when you're pursuing the work of the Spirit. He loves that. Why? Because he looks at you and he sees his work. When he looks at you, he sees his beauty in you. He sees his handiwork in you because you can't, Fill your life with love and joy and peace. When he looks at you, he sees his loveliness, his awesomeness. When he looks at you, he doesn't hear or see the bad strikes on the keys. He sees and hears the beautiful melody of what he's doing in your life. Finding. This treasure takes discipline, though. It takes our, we, it, 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 we have to make an effort to walk with the Spirit. We have to make an effort. But in making the effort, all we are doing is posturing our life and our heart in a way that as God wants to pour out the blessings, we are ready to receive them. But if we never practice the disciplines, of spending time in the Word, meditating, soaking, worshiping, etc. etc. praying, then it's so much more difficult for him to speak to us, to lead us, and to pour out his blessings. I just did a, a big blog on this this week. That discipline does not make us holy. It postures our heart so that when holiness wants to be poured into us, we are ready to receive it. It begins with doing the first thing, creating space and time to be with Jesus. And then learning how to hear him, listen to him, and follow him. It's like looking for shark's teeth on the beach. The first time you look for shark's teeth, you have a hard time, don't you? And then every once in a while, you start to find one, you start to pick up on glints of black and things and details of the shark's teeth. Pretty, you get better and better and better and better and better at finding shark's teeth. But at first, it's hard. But if you never went onto the beach, you're not gonna find any shark's teeth in your living room. I mean, could God do something? And yes. God could do whatever he wants, but a disciplined life creates the greatest opportunity to be led by the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to receive the blessings that God has for us as his children. Last week, we had that word, insomnia. God's gonna heal insomnia. Well, y'all know I struggle with sleep. So I was praying for everyone afterwards. This is what it looks like for me. I'm giving you an example, then we're gonna have ministry. And I said, well, I'm gonna get prayer. So I asked two women to pray for me, and they are praying for me, and they have these words, these pictures. And I have an Ambien prescription at Publix right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm receiving prayer, and, and I feel like the Lord says, don't go get the, don't go get the prescription. And now, if you're on prescription medicines, I'm not telling you you shouldn't take them, okay? That's the last thing we need to be managing right now, all right? But they were confirming, the things that they were saying, they didn't know about me. And they were saying, God's gonna increase your faith. He wants to use this for you to press into him. And I really felt like, all right, Lord, I'm up for it. I wanna experience this. This is go for it, baby. So I was in it to win it. So I didn't pick up the prescription. prescription. I haven't slept for five nights, folks. I'm delirious right now. <laughs> I, slept two, I slept less than two hours last night. But as I was spending time with the Lord on Thursday, I had extended kind of time with him. I was working on the blog and the sermon. I was just praying out. and say, Lord, why aren't you healing me? What's going on here? I want this. I want experience. I want you to I want experience you in my life like Joshua did. And that's why I was in Joshua. And he just through a number of things. He revealed He says, Antley, he says, I'm more interested in your heart than I am in healing you. Will you yield? And I just like I was like on the beach breaking down, snot crying. And 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 he just he revealed to me my heart. And I was asking him the question, why won't you, why it led me to this place of why won't you, why won't you do it in the ministry that I'm leading, the things in my life so that the people will follow me the same way that they follow Joshua? Why won't you do for me what you did for Joshua? And he said because your heart's not ready. And it just he showed me my heart. And I went back and read that verse and I will exalt you. And I said that's exactly what I want. I want to be exalted. And just the spirit convicted me of my pride and my desire for power for self-gain. And he just humbled me just in a moment. And I went back and I and and then and, and then I Prayed, and I said, Lord, keep your gifts from me. Keep your power from me. Keep everything from me that would cause me to miss experiencing your love and the transformation of my heart. But I would have missed all of that if I would not have obeyed what the Spirit said to me last Sunday morning. It had nothing to do with my sleep. It had everything to do with my heart. And he reminded me in the night About midweek, I woke up, and I couldn't sleep, and I was like, all right, Jesus, show me your presence. I mean, I'm pressing it hard, going for it, and all I could do is start to pray for people in the church by name. He just kept me giving names and faces, and my family and my staff by name, and I was just praying and praying for hours. I went to bed frustrated. I'm like, Lord, I just want to experience your presence. You give me all these people to pray for. They drive me crazy, Lord, please. And then after I had this experience with him on Thursday, he, he showed me I was changing your heart. I was giving you love. I was showing you what I'm really for, what I'm really after. It's not the sleep. It's your heart, Aunt Lee. Being led by the Spirit, having a life in the Spirit, pursuing the Spirit, begins by creating space for God to speak to us, becoming familiar with his voice, and then being obedient the first thing that he says but expecting him to reveal things that we would never expect let's stand